Hello, and welcome to Paradox, untold stories from athletic directors with Dr. Danielle LaPointe and Dr. Dustin Smith. We have some crazy and unique stories for you, which are made possible by our sponsor, Wall of Fame. At the Wall of Fame, our mission is to bring your school's legacy to life. We transform school tributes to make it easier than ever to celebrate your whole community, showcasing your school's diverse history, proudest moments, and top role models. We understand that the true value of our Wall of Fame is in your content. Whether you are starting a new tribute or adding to an existing one, we give you all the resources you need to build an interactive experience and take your content to the next level. Speaking of next level, let's check in to see what Danielle and Dustin have for us today. Hello, everyone. Um, Welcome to another episode of Paradox Untold Stories from Athletic Directors. Today, we are... um, Far West, and we are with Dante Gouch. How are you doing today, Dante? I'm doing really good. Just glad to be here and glad to be part of this. This has been fun to kind of catch up with these and listen to all of them. So I'm excited. Yeah, we're definitely excited uh, to have you and excited to hear your stories. And Justin's always excited. So, Dustin? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm living the dream in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. And and I'm excited about this for for a multitude of reasons. But uh, we have a mutual friend. and it's a, it's actually a family relative that we found out now. Um, it, I know we've had some some interesting characters on this show, uh, but I don't know that we've ever had one that was a ring bearer for a previous guest's <laughs> parents' wedding. But we've got that, and we can dive into that just a little bit. But Dante comes to us from Oregon, and we'll talk a little bit about his time in the Northwest, Washington, and Oregon. Uh, but his connection to us is uh, Cole Canyon. And I'm not sure that um, we want to claim Cole, um, but claim, well, actually, Cole may not claim us, uh, yeah, but Cole is the previous true. guest. Speak for yourself. You guys are on your own on that one. <laughs> Cole is a previous guest. And so I reached out to Cole not long ago and I said, all right, give me a list of people in the Northwest who I need to talk to. Um, and his first recommendation was Dante. And so I said, all right, I'll reach out to him. So I emailed Dante and his response, and I quote, was, I do whatever Cole Canyon tells me to do. Now, I'm not sure that that is a positive thing all the time or if that is a negative thing, but his response was, if Cole told me to do this, I'll do it. And so, (laughs) so Dante listened to a few of the episodes, emailed me back, said, I'm in. I think this would be a lot of fun. So we're excited to have Dante, man. I'm glad you jumped in here. And so what I want to start off, we can talk about Cole Canyon. We can talk about your long history in in education and back in the PE days, and we kind of joked about it off off camera um, about elementary PE and just the fun that that could be. But let us, I always like to ask this question. Tell us what the resume doesn't tell us about who Dante Gouge is. Um, what do you do when you're not an AD or when you're not teaching? You love education, but what do you do outside of being an AD? Well, first of all, thank you for this, and thank you to Cole, and I do. He, you know, he told me to get my CAA, so I went and got my CAA, and then he told me to get my CMAA, and I went and got my CMAA. I'm just hoping there's not something after that, because I'm not <laughs> going after a doctor. You're done. <laughs> I stopped listening to him at that point in time. Um, no, I just, I grew up in a family. I'm the youngest of four boys. All of my brothers played college athletics, and my dad coached Little League Baseball for 40 years. and uh, he always went by Denver. My dad's name was Denver and kids to this day, I still have people on social media reach out to me and say, you know, my, your dad was such a huge impact. And my 
my goal when it comes to to athletics and sports is I want to be that connection. I have kids that walk down the hall and I'm like, love you, man. And they just are like, and they look at me and they're like, all right, yeah, love you too, Dante. And I'm like, and I, and I go by my first name and because I want to create connections and relationships and it doesn't have to be athletes. I'm a huge advocate of the programs outside of athletics um, because I just want kids to be able to connect and that's why my office has pictures of my family so kids can come in and see that even though I'm an assistant principal, right, I'm this person that they can connect with. And that's always been my goal. Uh, I, I told you a little, Dustin, that um, I taught for the same school for 23 years. And when I when I met my soon-to-be wife, you know, in the typical coaching realm and football and things like that, I was on a trip with Catherine and I got a call from the head football coach and they were doing like a camp and I can't find this and she's like you know we need to talk about where this is going between you and I if you're always going to be getting calls from from the other coaches and I said I go well I want to be like my dad and when I coach I feel close to my dad and two days later I get another call from the same head coach and she goes we need to have a conversation about this and I said I go I told you and she's like I think we should get married at a football game so I called our head coach and I said, I go, hey, Jim, Catherine wants to get, and I, we were out of state and I text him. I go, hey, Catherine wants to get married at a football game. And before, and I coached with this guy for at that point in time, 18 years. And before I set my phone down on the table, he replied with whatever it takes. <laughs> like So we got married at <laughs> halftime of a high school football game and because we couldn't figure out who we weren't going to invite. And 50 yard line. My, Did you... my boys came out and scored 35 points in the first quarter. And uh, we had the reception in the gym. I'm still kind of in a weird litigation with the school because I think some of that ticket gate should have come our way. <laughs> some people were there just to see the wedding. Um, but that didn't happen. And the, the best part of that is the very next week we go to play an away game and all these kids keep coming up and be like, hey, congratulations. And I'm like, these are kids from other school, the other school. And I'm like, thanks, you know, thanks. And I walk up to one of my friends who's coaching on the other team. I'm like, why are all your kids know that I got married? And he goes, oh, we watched it because your film person just tilted the camera down and filmed the whole thing. <laughs> the entire visiting team just watched our wedding as it went through the thing. So Videographers are expensive, so I feel like you got a deal right there. They had a great deal, yeah. Our school <laughs> photographer took all the pictures. The, the parents did cupcakes and stuff like that. So it's. Uh, I think a lot of our family had never paid to get into a wedding before because I was not smart enough to create a pass <laughs> list. But um, <laughs> do you have you a picture sure of that it? There was no admission for that. It was just say hey, everybody's got to pay to get in. I mean, you got to worry about the gate. Oh yeah, for one hundred percent. So they yes, and I sent Dustin a picture, so I don't know if he has it, but I'm trying to see if I uh, can call it up. But um, I don't know how it'll show up because I can't share my screen. But yeah, this is a that's our halftime of our oh on football field. And, and and I am one we all have one of those people that we work with or coach with. I'm always in shorts. And I'm I'm that guy. You know, we all have somebody like that. And that is uh my my deal with our head coach was I'm never gonna coach in pants until we play indoors. And <laughs> I showed up for that game and I had my shorts and da 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 and I opened my office door and there's a suit in there. I was like, "You dirty dog, Jim Shapiro." 
<laughs> he set me up. So the entire coaching staff was in shirt and tie. Uh, so that, and then two years later, we played in the state championship and I wore shorts. So it was, it's on. Yeah. So. I, I worked with the guy, and there's so many questions I'm going to ask in a minute, yeah. but I worked mm -hmm. with a guy at the collegiate level that wore shorts, and he called them his winter shorts, his fall shorts, his yes. spring shorts, like they were any different. It was just short mm -hmm. pants, and yeah. he wore those, so I, I can mm -hmm. appreciate that. But I want to ask, was your wife or is your wife a coach, or was she just uh, supportive of this process? Because I can imagine having that conversation with my wife saying, hey, we want to get married at halftime of a game. And I, I mean, it was her idea. So was she a coach or did she just understand your commitment to athletics? She she was a coach. So okay. she was a coach and PE teacher. And uh, we met through a friend of mine and her daughter. And uh, I had sat down with her daughter. Her daughter was a collegiate pole vaulter and I was a track coach and coached pole vault. And we kind of hit it off at this event that we were both at. And she's like, she called her mom right afterwards and said, I met the perfect guy for you. And her mom was a PE teacher, health teacher and track and field coach. And when we met the first time, you know, we were just talking back and forth messaging. And then we just, we met for dinner. She was in Portland and I was in Seattle. We met in Chehalis. And we've been together ever since. So she's the perfect uh, fit for me. She loves, she's really connected. She teaches culinary arts. And, you know, she's gone away from teaching now because we have grandkids and stuff, but she misses it. She comes and, you know, has her kids that play on these different sports teams. And she's all excited about tomorrow. We have a wrestling match and a bunch of her kids because uh, she used to teach at the same school. Uh, she teaches a different school now, so she's all excited to see some of her wrestlers compete tomorrow night. And we're, it just makes it nice when I can go sit next to her because we tend to see them more at sporting events than I would at home a lot of times when it gets right. Busy. Uh, she's Danielle, much. I know you got a question, so I'm I'm gonna let you. No, no, go ahead. I'm just I'm just <laughs> I'm processing at this moment. I'm just trying to think of like. What my husband's reaction would have been if I was like, let's 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 get married in game. <laughs> I would have been like, I would have been worried. I would have been like, I don't want to go overtime. I don't. I don't want to go go past. Well, I don't know. Well, I know, but thing. there's still time. The the other team went in, and and the people from the other team just sat in the, their stands and watched. And it, I mean, you know, it was a it was a league competition, so a lot of the coaches knew me there. You know, so it was, I mean, their team didn't stay out, but it, yeah, it was, it was a really fun night. It was, I think my favorite picture from the entire night was our volleyball team had traveled to Spokane uh, for a volleyball tournament and the coach took a picture and here is 15 volleyball girls huddled uh, around a computer monitor because we were live streaming our game and they live streamed the wedding <laughs> so they didn't want to miss it so all these girls are all tucked in really tight to the tv and it was just really kind of a cool thing that even the fact that they were gone that they were still able to take part and the school paper had a the front the middle section was an invitation to everybody to come so yeah it was it was just a lot of fun i mean what an incredible event and be able to pull that off and i, I know how protected halftimes are with at least in this part of the country with bands performing both visiting and the home band and 
um, you know, the cheerleaders and dance and doing all their performance. So for you to be able to protect that time, either you're the envy of every man ever that <laughs> wanted to be able to do a, a wedding like that, yeah. or every woman is cringing, thinking, why in the world would your wife want to have that wedding? Because my wife was a heck no, we're going to, we got to have this, we got to have this tux and I got to have all these bridesmaids. So who were, who accompanied you? I know you showed us the picture, picture, but who were your groomsmen and bridesmaids for that? Then my, uh, my wife's son, she was previously, previously married and her husband had passed away. Um, so her son walked her out and then her daughter, uh, walked with us, my entire family and everybody was just sitting behind us. And then, uh, Kings is a preschool through 12 private Christian school. So our senior Bible teacher did the ceremony. So the only How awesome is that? I mean, I'm, you said I'm, earlier, yeah, you said earlier you won the game, right? Like that game, you won it. They scored 35 points in the first quarter. So yeah, we won the game. Okay. I was just going to say, because I don't even think that's like a wedding thing, but like, it's a bad omen. I think if you get married at halftime in the game, you lose the game. So like, you didn't do that. So you're good. You're safe. Your marriage yeah, we, is gonna be great. We, we we picked the date. We didn't. We weren't. You know. We didn't look at who the opponent was. You know, or anything like mm -hmm. that. So it was. Uh, my my wife said, "Yeah, then you're not going back up for the second half." And I was like, "Whoa, whoa, wait, wait!" She's <laughs> like, it's, "It's like forty six to nothing. I think you're okay." And I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. The, and the, I still got the job to do. Was my after the my after uh, the reception gift for my wife as I have. Uh, a buddy that works in apparel and I had made her a number one football jersey in our school colors with her with our name on the back so she got to change out of her dress and she was wearing a football jersey for the reception after the game which was kind of fun so so that was gonna be my question your reception was after the game you didn't go for the third quarter she didn't let me that was part yeah. of the agreement apparently so <laughs> How did you handle, were you okay with all of like, I'm, I'm assuming, well, I guess people weren't really dressed up. I was going to say, that's a lot of, that's a lot of dirty shoes on your gym floor. I mean. Uh, we, we had uh, <laughs> taken care of that. We had one of those floors where we had like the three foot by five foot sections that you could lay out. So we carpeted, yep, okay. we carpeted the whole gym. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, it, I mean, was, it was fun. What, what an incredible, I mean, you're definitely the first. We've never had a wedding happen at a game on this i mean i should have expected this with your family lineage and how cole had the chickens that were running on the court mm -hmm. and can you verify whether or not there were actually chickens on his court i i still want to find out if it was actually cole was the ad because that is a video that i would love to have access to so <laughs> i know he says it was somebody else but i'm thinking that some kid has a i think it wasn't it was a few years ago, so it might have been a Vine, not a TikTok. So uh, that, might, that might be dating myself slightly by saying. <laughs> or it's a real to real. We we have to do the whole exchange of the real to real. Cole's Cole's not old enough for. Yeah, real. he's not old enough for that. <laughs> I'm just yeah. I don't. You're sh you shocked me. I think it's a great wholesome, like very happy story. I mean, the closest we've had is when we had a ring lost to the field forever sure he was kind of married to the field but not yeah. on the field and not during, yeah, during i listened time. to that one too it, it, <laughs> it's all like in the, the hole of the the goalpost or something the, right yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah zach saying uh his wife even asked him how do you even function that's and he'll send me text to this day that asked that question how do i even function i heard that just now or whatever uh but 
I, I know, I know with just that stress that would come with that. You know, you're worried about the game. You're worried about obviously making your bride to be happy and making sure. And you're doing this outside. I mean, I'm assuming there wasn't a dome, so you had to just be whatever the elements were. You were just going to have to endure the elements. And we were married on October 5th, 2012, and it was 62 or 63 degrees. It was just a beautiful night. One of our one of our football dads has a convertible Bel Air, and drove uh, her and her mom was 90 years old at the time. Drove them in, and then drove us all out. Huh. So what a, what a cool story. Nobody, I promise you, nobody's ever had this story on here. So that, that is in itself, what definitely worth having you on here <laughs> and having that discussion. But I know, um, especially if Cole has anything to do with it, whether it's a national convention or whether it's teaching for all the years that you have taught, um, you've encountered situations where you just scratch your head thinking, sweet Moses, what oh, just happened? And and I'm assuming you're going to go ahead and say at the wedding you weren't like sweet Moses. What just happened? No, I I just knew it was going to work. That it there was a bunch of moms that I had talked. I had the the probably the main mom is uh, Loretta Tranter, and I had taught both of her kids K through twelve. Her youngest son was a senior that year, and she's like, "It's all good." Me and Terry, one of the coach's wives, we got it. Have it all dialed in they did all the decorating coordinated parents making cupcakes we didn't have a big cake we just had like 10 dozen cupcakes for everybody that came in and uh, i just coached a football game i was just completely uncomfortable because i was wearing long pants (laughs) that was the that was the only hard part for me to be completely honest i mean the fact of you you were coaching the game went and got married you tried to go back and coach, and she said, uh, you're good. Um, I didn't have to. I mean, it was it was a running clock. So, I mean, literally, that was the other great thing. Our kids kind of just took it in stride and, and played really, really well. I mean, we were a good team that year. I think we ended up losing in the quarterfinals that season. Um, yeah, so they just took care of business and knew that they were going to get to come down afterwards and celebrate some more. So, yeah, it was really just a fun atmosphere. Yeah. I'm just, I'm in, I'm in all, I think this is an incredible story. I wish, um, when I got married, my wife was a college cheer coach. And so we had planned to get married between a regional basketball tournament and the national basketball tournament. And so our girls basketball coach at the time, we won the, the regional and he climbed to the top of the stairs. I was doing radio and he climbed to the top of the stairs and he was out of breath. And he said, Dustin, you know you owe me lunch, right? And I said, Coach, I figured you did. I figured I did. He said, you know why you owe me lunch, right? I said, well, because you made it to the national tournament. He said, no, because I just saved you a lot of money on your honeymoon because my wife and I both had to be at the national tournament, which was the following week after we got married. So he said the school was paying for it, so we got to go. Um, I mean, we didn't have it at the at a game. We got married and then went to Salina, Kansas for the national tournament, which was as close as I can get to being married at a game. But <laughs> I was really he hoping I say, he say like you had a wedding pyramid. That would have been really cool. That yeah, that would been... have been. <laughs> I probably would not have been the flyer. Just going to point that out. 
I love Danielle, your face when he said that was pretty awesome. <laughs> Danielle really has no idea what I'm going to say. That's why I am the editor. <laughs> she can control a lot of this. Yeah. So, Dante, if you don't want to talk more about the wedding, I can ask more questions. If you've got another story we want to jump to, we can jump to that. But uh, a part of this is just having conversation, just being able to talk. I can go on and on and on about this wedding situation. But if you got another story, don't let me keep us stuck in the mud here. Well, I, I will. I'll, I'll switch directions. Uh, okay. I think one of my favorite stories of being at King's um, was uh, one of our dads came into the gym for youth basketball and we had a new custodian taking over in the gym and as the coach walks in there's water everywhere and no one had told this person how to clean a floor so he had the hose on on the gym floor mm -hmm. and no was that's how he was going to clean it and you know we all have these floating gym floors so he's this guy starts calling everybody and freaking out and gets everybody down there and the right in the middle of the main court key it just goes whoop, like this and, See, he had a hose like an outdoor hose yes, from the custodial closet and in his mindset it would be really easy to fill it with water and then use like the floor cleaner to clean it off and if you don't know about gym floors and things like that, it's just, I mean, honestly, he was just trying to do his job better. And we <laughs> literally 10 days after this event, um, we were going to host a playoff basketball game. So they had to get the restoration people in and the gym had to be at like 90 degrees. They had the blowers going. So, and of course we're, basketball season so it's winter so we're trying to teach PE with fans everywhere and they had literally had to cut a piece out to get it to settle and redo it and it it literally cleared we had plans to if we had to play somewhere else uh, we had those set but literally like the day before it kind of all flattened itself out and we were able to play at home and it was one of those things when you walk into your gym and you would have never like you said, expected a chicken, uh, but this guy was just, you know. No a hose is worse than a chicken. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, <clears throat> no one the is. hose may need to be used after the chicken's there, but that's a whole yeah. other story. Uh, yeah. But it was just, it's, you know, it's, it's those things where you have to kind of think on your feet as an athletic director or, you know, as working in an athletic department. And, you know, you, you always get caught off guard. And I, I've realized that you have to be quick and calm uh, at all times. You know, somebody starts something in your crowd. Uh, we played a playoff basketball game. I want to say it was that same season. And we were playing a team from Orcas Island. And they have to take a ferry to off the island to get to us to play this game. And we're we're beating them pretty good and our crowd started chanting start the boat instead of start the bus and <laughs> i and i wanted to turn around and be like no 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 and i was like wait that's actually pretty i'm gonna let that go for a little bit that's <laughs> actually pretty funny so, okay now calm down hey no you know knock that off but you, know, you, you kind of have those reactions when stuff like that happens and you're just kind of like 
forgive me if this causes some PTSD, but I want to talk about the floor warping. You had only one section. I mean, they put the hose on the floor and watered down the whole floor, and only one section was what warped or it, or yeah, it was up. really crazy. It, like apparently, the the restoration people said it found like the weakest spot with the water that had gotten underneath. And the really there's like only, a there's like a well, the glaze it's not glaze, but the on top of it. Was, the crazy thing was it was on the opposite side of the court from where he was spreading the so water. traveled like under all the way over there in like the lowest spot. Oh my God. And it was, you, you <gasps> I have so many have, questions. Okay. You what happened? To play. You wouldn't have been able to play because it was enough of a, a papa that it would have, and it was dead center of the key. It was dead center. So they actually had to bring a saw. They cut out part of it and it settles itself back down. And then they had to put sealant over the top. It was crazy. What happened? Like, what was your conversation with Hoseman? That's his new name now. Yeah, <laughs> How it, did the conversation he, with Hoseman go? He just, no one had told him. He was just told he needed to wet mop the entire floor. And, <gasps> you know. He took it literally. Like, really, yeah. really literally. And he just, you know, had no idea. I don't even know if he realized the repercussions afterwards. I think it was just, they probably, I think they moved him to a different part of the school. I mean, Smart. it just tells you, like, when we tell kids, this is what you're supposed to do. We should, we should really tell them all the steps. He just. It was an accident. Yeah. It was a mistake. Yeah. Oh, yeah, completely. And uh, had, you know, no ill intentions on trying to ruin a court, but right. just hadn't been told, hey, this is the process of when you're going to wet mop the floor. I'm like, in the back of my mind, like, just let me do it. Just let me clean the floor. You can just empty the garbage. I'll do the rest. Yeah, like, especially as OCD as you are, and as uh -huh. clean freak as you are, as you mentioned. Yeah. I mean, I can only imagine your dismay when you saw that. Now, kudos to you for keeping calm, even in the chaos. Did but, you walk in and see it that way? Like, did you actually walk in and see, like, the hose, like, no, the water? Was, what's funny is the person that found it, his son is uh, plays in the NBA right now. It's Corey Kispert's dad who plays for Washington. And his dad was running the youth things, and he's instantly calling all of us. Oh, I see. And, and at the same time, you know, so we didn't we didn't see it see it until the next day where all the water was up, but we could see there was going to be issues. So they had to take off all the covers around the edge of the gym. They had to take them all off and plastic it and blow air underneath for a week, and the heat was all cranked up. And so the team's trying to have practice that week on the other side and using our other gym. Yeah, it was really kind of a crazy time on how they had to handle it. And, you know, you have middle school basketball, so your, your basketball teams, your varsity basketball teams are practicing, you know, after them in the other gym. And it was, it was quite an ordeal. So it was kind of fun. Well, like you said, I mean, it was, it was not intentional on his part. He yeah. wasn't trying to ruin the floor. Did yeah. you have any fun with it and call it like Kings Lake court or did you? Uh... <laughs> no, no. I, That's we, not we, fun. There's nothing fun about this. This is, this was years ago and I'm, I'm stressed about it. It wasn't even my gym. This is, yeah. this it was, this I, mean, I, I can't imagine. I never saw the actual bill, but you know, we had those restoration people there for like a solid week. And I was like, you like if your basement flooded, I mean, it kind of puts you completely out. So it was a lot of water. A lot of water, a lot of noise. All what time of the year there. was it? No, it was basketball season. It was probably in January. In the winter? Okay. Yeah, because it was, it was right before playoff basketball. So it was probably late January, February. 
I mean, I can't imagine just walking in and being like, oh my. And and you got to keep your calm and just say, you know what, okay, here's the situation. We can't belittle the guy. I mean, he was just trying to do his job. He wasn't instructed in what to do it. He was just, in his mind, this made the most sense. Yeah. I can just wet the whole court and do it. Yeah. And then this you got to deal with all that. This is going to be the quickest way to do it. And right. I feel like we always try to have a takeaway from all stories and i think that this is a good time for you guys to recognize that you should update your custodial training procedures I feel like they need to be modified and, and updated there well, for, yeah for sure it's you know you're trying to make sure everybody has their stuff set and how to do it. i mean i realized i had a uh, when i moved to oregon i had a, a a young man i worked with and i literally the the best thing for him was I created a game day step by step and it had to be he was my event setup guy and I had to like no you can't start setting up chairs until the PE class is over so you put the chairs outside the hallway at 305 and you enter at 310 mm -hmm. and once he had that he was completely successful before that he was getting yelled at by the PE teachers and what do you mean I can't he just needed it all spelled out and we, we're going to work with those type of people all the time. I mean, sometimes I need that. So it's like. Oh. But I know, and I'm just going to take some liberty here and jump to something you talked about before we went on, talking about the story, just so people will understand just mm -hmm. how neat, free, clean, Gym all the stuff obsessed. that you wanted to do. Mm -hmm. But I want you to tell that story of the situation that you dealt with in the snow. I'll just say that it was basketball season in the snow, which seems to be pretty much a recurring theme with you, um, the basketball season and what that looks like. But tell us that story just so our listeners can understand just, uh, just the type of person you are and what you had to deal with. Well, we had, it, it was a, another funny one that you just, you, we've all had popcorn burn at a, an event, but we were, had a snowy, it was a girls basketball game. Um, we had a good program. The program we were playing was a very good program. And um, fire alarm goes off because of they burnt popcorn in the concession stand. So we have to, everybody outside. And as you know, the, the fire department shows up, we get cleared to go back inside. And you know, everybody's outside where they've been out in the snow or in the salt or in the ice melt or whatever was outside. So yeah, we had to grab two coaches to dry off the player's feet as they came back in because you know they're in their game shoes and you know my mindset is i don't want that ice melt salt stuff on my floor but at the same time we don't want kids to get hurt so you know one of our coaches at kings is at everything and is just he coaches multiple sports and him and another guy had towels down and we've got kids you know stepping on the towels but we're also wiping off their shoes to make sure they're not tracking all that junk from outside and directing the parents to go in a different, you know, side of the thing and wiping off and just making sure that not only is our floor safe, but at the same time, we want to make sure the kids are safe too. And, you know, one kid has got the one shoe with a rock in it. And so it's, you just have to be prepared for anything. <laughs> uh, I'm just assuming that they didn't get to grab like warm-ups or sweatshirts or go to the locker room. They just had to clear out because when fire drill goes off, unless you're Thomas Fredrickson. I was going to say, this isn't Freddie's episode, so you got to go. <laughs> so you get you got to go. And so they're outside in, if there's snow, it's cold. 
Um, They played basketball, so some of them may be sweating at that point. At what point in the game did that happen? I want to say it was after half. So, I mean... I mean, that's that was a long time ago, so I, I'm I'm just trying to recollect, but I'm pretty sure it was after halftime, and we were we're trying to make everything kind of go quick because this team was from North Washington, um, Kings is uh, just north of Seattle, um, in a town Shoreline Edmonds area, and this team was from Liberty Bell, and so they're way up north, almost, I mean, just so they have to trek home through this weather, and. So, you know, we were trying to make sure everything was kind of going quick and as we were cruising through. And then sure enough, this happens and it's a big delay in this event. So, yeah, it, it it was a definite wrench in the system. It would have been a lot nicer if it was someone that was close and didn't have a long way to drive. But no, we were trying to get them all back in and get the game going and play. So, yeah, it was one of those funny occurrences. Well, I, I'm just imagining... <laughs> how bad the concession stand workers felt when they knew that that set off the alarm and everybody had it shut down everything. It wasn't just, Hey, we smell burnt popcorn, which that's a distinct smell. Everybody knows what that is, yeah. but not only that, I mean, it, the alarms are going off and people have to evacuate because of this situation. Again, not intentional. It was just a situation that happened. Oh no, they might've been selling hot chocolate on the backside. So when their people were coming in, so maybe it was making so money off this deal. Maybe that, this is a great idea. Well, Let's make some hot chocolate. And Dustin, you just pointed out a really important part, right? Like both of these stories, nothing was intentional. And that's like the story, the life story of an athletic director. Like all of these things happen that we have to deal with. And the majority of them are not intentional. They're the mistakes. They're weather related. They're, you know, burnt popcorn. It's, you know, someone who doesn't have their training. It's, you don't know what you, you can't plan for what you don't know is going to happen type of situation. And why I think these conversations are just so valuable because, I I know if I've ever heard about a hose in the gym. I'm still on that one. I just want you to know I'm stuck on the hose on the gym floor because I can't, like, you're out there watering your flowers, like, just full-on hose. I'm, I can't wrap my head around that one so right was, now. When you get the phone call about that, it is just as you you picture the worst. You know, I'm thinking he's been doing it for two hours, you know, when, I first, <laughs> when they first called me and told me. and it was enough that it did, you know, it affected the floor, but I, you know, your worst thoughts come in. And well, I still, I mean, you want to talk about servant leadership when you get down there and wiping off shoes of kids that are coming mm-hmm. back onto the floor. I mean, uh, the good book talks about a guy washing people's feet and this is an opportunity for them to get down and, and clean off the feet uh, or the shoes of these basketball players in the event to let them play. And I think the takeaway for me is whatever it takes to let kids play, but play safely. And that's what you were subscribing to just saying, okay, we're going to be able to play, but here's how we're going to have to do that. And if this is what we have to do, I've got coaches that are willing to do this. I'm willing to do this, whatever it takes to be able to allow kids to play. And I think that's the mantra of any AD. Oh, for sure. I mean, the, the, the contest must go on, you know, is what you say. And it, it, it's you start talking about these stories and they all just start coming back with that with that mindset. It's like so much stuff has to happen and you know, just to get the game to play. And I it makes me think we we had a game when I moved to Oregon, I was the athletic director at Park Rose High School, and we were playing a game against a, a league opponent and we had a lightning delay. We don't get a ton of lightning 
delays, but we hit a lightning delay in the JV game, and it was we were playing a doubleheader, and then all of a sudden we start the varsity game, and with like a minute left in the second quarter, we have a lightning strike. So we send everybody in, and we're announcing it's an old wood stadium. So everybody, we're just saying, hey, you need to stay in the stands. Our announcer is this great announcer, and he's telling everybody to stay there. And we're resetting the clock every time we see it. So I'm going in and talking to the coaches and the officials, going back out and relaying it by radio to my announcer. And we say, hey, we're just going to cancel the last minute and a half. And then we're going to come out after this delay, after half, da 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 we make that adjustment. We had one more like right when that happened. So now we're going to have a 30 minute halftime. And I come out after talking to everybody and our band is taking the field. And I'm like, I never communicated to the band director. And I was, was like, well, that's kind of a drop of the ball, Dante. You know, you probably tell them that, no, we made the announcement that, hey, we're not going to come back out for that last minute 20. We're starting halftime. He said we're still in a delay, but they just heard we're at halftime. So they start marching out, but they're I'm like, no, 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 get back in the crowd. So Yeah, with yeah. with with their metal instruments. Yeah, the drum major on a on a metal right. stand. <laughs> That's and, and our, just about everybody band, else. Our band at Park Rose was phenomenal and big. You know, so it's like trying to get them all to go back up and they're like, you know, this isn't, I'm like, this has nothing to do with band and football. This is just, we're still in a lightning delay and trying to get them to go back in the crowd. And it, it, yeah, it was, you know, you, we, we all make mistakes and that interpretation didn't, didn't get that information to, to Kai. And she's one of my favorite people ever. And it was just like, no, get back in. <laughs> we're still in a delay. And people are like wondering what's going on. It was, so it's, you have to think on your feet. I mean, it's that's the life of an AD. It's like what's going to happen is going to happen, and you just have to figure out how to 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 work through it and deal with it. Is I think is the mantra. So adapt and adjust. <laughs> exactly. I mean, whatever it may be, and and Dante, man, I I, I took Cole's word, and Cole. <laughs> I, I mean, this may be one time that I say Cole was right, um, and I hate to even utter that to where it's recorded. So he will actually hear this, but man, I appreciate your willingness to jump on here. I I love your stories and I look forward to being able to sit down with you. Uh, I hope you're in Orlando. And if you're not, then at some point be able to pick your brain a little bit about some stories on Cole. Yes, but also some, some stories about elementary PE and just your <laughs> life and education, because I think that's a phenomenal um, testament to who you are to be in education as long as you've been and still plugging away and doing this thing and trying to make our profession better. So I, I value that. And I, I'm, a, I'm appreciative of you taking the chance to jump on here. Oh, 100%. You know, and it's, it's great to share stories and listen to stories of other ADs. Um, I'm going to skip Orlando just because it's all the way across and planning for <laughs> using my budget to, to go to Austin uh, the year after. Um, but yeah, it's, I just, I wish I would have found your podcast earlier. I've listened to probably in the last week and a half, I think I've listened to 15 or 16 of them. Um, and that's the, the the great thing about this role. And even with all the turnover is, and that's why I love our conference that we currently have, because we still meet in person monthly, even though we have Zoom technology. And 
I'm the president of our conference this year and it's like herding cats to make sure we stay on task, but it's these stories that everybody's telling from their schools. And it's it's just such a great camaraderie of ADs and talking across people. That's why I love the national conference. It's, you know, to get to sit at a table and, and taking a class and you're sitting with people from all over the US and you get to just share and talk. These are just great opportunities, so. Thank you, Cole. <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably the best way to put that. I mean, we yeah. the reason Danielle came up with this idea was just because you go to a national convention and everybody's just telling stories anyway. And yeah. so this is an opportunity, a format for us and our profession to be able to laugh a little bit, to be able to have some fun and let us know, okay, I'm not the only one that's going through some crazy stuff. Um, but then we get to hear these stories and get to be reminded that laughter is okay. And it's okay to take some time and laugh and enjoy. So I appreciate you jumping on here and doing that and sharing some joy. Well, just a reminder that your day wasn't that bad. No one watered your gym floor. I mean, could be worse. But that is, that's important. And it's, you know, it's, we don't know what is going on behind the scenes with our kids or with our parents. You know, Mm -hmm. you talked about in the, the one story of the coach getting punched. I've been punched at a game by a parent. And you don't know what's going on in that style. So in that family, in that, in their life. So it's handle situations. I'm currently friends. I got in an all out argument with a parent one year ago and he would wanted to go on the court. And I'm like, buddy, I don't know who you were. And I go, my job is to protect your daughter. And if I had to tackle and get beat up by her dad, because you went on the court, I'd do it. And now him and I are best buddies. We just didn't understand where the other two were coming from at the time. And that's what this job is, is is creating relationships and and making sure kids are safe and have opportunities and knowing that there's other people that you can reach out to and talk to that do this same role, whether it's in, you know, other side of the nation or not. So it's, this is a cool opportunity and I just am really grateful for the opportunity to, to come on. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so, I'm so happy that you came on. Thank you uh, for, you know, your busy schedule for giving us that time and you got me out of lunch duty, so it's okay. Oh, <laughs> anytime we can help with that, yeah. okay, just let me know. We we will record at anyone's lunch duty time. Go. <laughs> what we may need to do is next time have you and Cole on at the same time. Mm-hmm. That would be a blast. Yeah, that we could have some fun with that. That's a good idea, and, and I'll yep. talk with Cole about that. We'll we'll try to figure that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll leave awesome. you with one thing. Just want to say, go dogs. Go Huskies. Yeah, big Washington fan. We can't let our Florida State friends know about that, though, because they're a little... I could, it's a sensitive I could topic talk, at the I moment. I could talk for another hour about how the CFB worked. That's I'm, I'm not a fan of how it all went down, so it is what it is. So. That's another podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it, never, should, never should have been four teams to start. So. <laughs> well, well, thank okay, you again. We do appreciate you, brother. Thanks for jumping on here, and I look forward to meeting you in person. For sure, for sure. Thank you both so much. That wraps up this episode. Thank you for listening, and thank you to our sponsor, Wall of Fame, who excels at telling your school stories and supports us in telling ours. Check out the description of this episode for a link to receive a discount on all Wall of Fame products. We are looking forward to the next story and hope you are too.